Welcome back to the Get to Know podcast. Today we are joined by Chloe. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself, Chloe? Hi, guys. Yeah, so my name is Chloe, known as CPT Fitness on Instagram. Um, I am a competitive and online coach, and I'm like seven weeks out from my uh, show this year. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're very, very excited to get Chloe on. I wanted to get you on here for ages. The best jawline in the business, apparently. Yeah, second, second to mine, obviously. That was yeah, really so this is um this is what your your second prep, is it? No, this is my fourth prep. Fourth? Okay. How did you how does that compare to all your other uh, competitions that you've been doing recently uh, last time? What this prep? Yeah. Um, the easiest one I've ever done. In, in what way? Um, minimal changes to food. Like I think we've made, since I've been in prep and I'm over halfway through, probably only three changes to food, two changes mm. to cardio and one change to steps. Um, and at this point, like in my prep in 2018, I was, I think I was on near enough hour of stairs every day like near enough 900 calories like it was horrible and steps were really high as well so I feel like way more energized just so much better like it's mad it's literally I can't actually get my head around it like I literally can't I'm like how like I want to suffer more I am suffering a bit now but for me this has just been the easiest prep out of all the preps I've done Mm. for me from when I did mine I I was like 20 minute cardio and I struggled with that (laughs) so like I've got guys on stage this year and they're doing hours of cardio. And it's like, you know, I have a huge amount of respect for anyone that can do that. But it's like, for me, it's like, I, I literally will die, um, which, isn't, which isn't ideal. Also everyone, um, apologies if Dara is a little bit quieter today. Um, Dara had his, um, he had a nose job yesterday. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a functional one, basically to help me actually breathe through what I was, um, but yeah, so I'm going to be a little bit quieter today. I have anyone watching this on YouTube, if anyone does, I basically fucking have one set of tape to bump my windows. So uh, it's not ideal, but um, I will chime in on a few things. I think one of the first things to chime in on there is like how Chloe mentioned about how easy this prep has been. Mm. Um, and I think that's, that ties into like the main topic of why we've brought her on because she is such an incredible athlete and the fact that she has dedicated such a sustained period of time to an important, sorry, to an improvement phase. Yeah. Uh, actually putting tissue on because like the more muscle mass you have, it's like the smoother that prep realistically should be. Um, and the fact that like there has been that time frame between her last few preps, she said what was three years? Three years, yes, 2018. Yeah, and during that time frame, like it's, she's lived as a bodybuilder, you know what I mean? Like put on an incredible amount of muscle mass, just by focus on, on getting stronger. That's one of the main things to kind of talk to today. Um, so probably if there's something you want to touch on there, like as a female with regards training and putting on tissue, what kind of issues or kind of like, yeah, what do you typically see like either with yourself or other clients? Um, well, I think, first of all, I think so many females just keep competing year upon year. Um, and just to, obviously if they want to get a pro card, they want it as quick as possible um maybe they want to get like gratification from people on instagram as well um but for me like i had three years off from competing 
And I kind of stepped away from the sport massively as well because I found it got quite toxic for me um, and quite obsessive. So I ended 2018 with a really poor relationship with food and I'm really open about it. Um, But just because it was so severe, that prep, and then the years before that as well, like they were quite difficult. And I was on a meal plan for the whole of the three years, never tracked my food, just literally eating the same thing all the time. So I ended 2018, like literally in a really bad place. Um, and I just thought, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And then probably like a year after uh, stepping off stage, things weren't optimal at all. I'd moved to London. Alex will know what London is like. It's um, too much partying, like not really good gyms there. Like to be honest, I was having to travel to like different gyms all the time. So I never got settled. Um, and then after a year, like getting just, you know, stepping away from the sport, I kind of decided I wanted to just do it again. And I just like stepped it up and yeah, I just took loads of time away from, from like, I mean, I didn't even do any steps in off season for three years. I didn't care about steps, didn't do any cardio. Like honestly, probably not the best advice to give someone, but I literally was like the least bodybuilder, bodybuilder, but I still trained hard and I still ate my food. Yes, it wasn't bodybuilding food, chicken and rice, but like I still take those boxes and I think mentally, because I, I stepped away from it, it just put me in such a good position for this prep. Um, you know, I don't know, I just had a normal life as well. Like, I did, like, live like a bodybuilder in some respects, but I just kind of came away from that obsession. As you all, you know, both know, it get, get really obsessive, mm-hmm. um, you know, chasing and chasing. And I don't know, I think it's just the time frame, like, away from station me has just been a game changer. And if anyone listening to this can take anything from this podcast, have mm-hmm. time. Way, like literally like just get comfortable with not being stage lean and always dieting oh. um, as a female as well you run into like hormonal issues and like my blood work is so good like I remember sending it to Joe Jeffrey and he was like wow your blood work is sick like your hormones are like amazing your test levels are great you know everything is so optimal and I think you know when you step off stage as a female you probably would have left, um, lost your period sorry and if you then start to, you know, compete year upon year, you're never going to get your hormones back. Yeah. Um, I think the thing you touched on there is like, take your time. Yeah. It's like, by the time I get back on stage, I'll be like two years. But it's like the 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 balance, and I use balance in inverted commas, like the balance and lifestyle changes that you get when you're in off season, like you have so much more flexibility compared to being peeled. <clears throat> and you also touched on people enjoying their bodies when they're a little bit more fluffy and I think that's a huge one in this industry at the moment where it's just like people only like care if you're fucking peeled out of your mind and it's like the health consequences of being peeled 24 7 is ridiculous like I I was gonna say I I put a post up yesterday me posing in like balls deep in off season and I got a little bit of shit for it because it's like why have you got a gut it's like (laughs) um why not you know yeah I'm, I'm eating and I'm trying to get big it's like I'm 30 kilos up what you fucking expect so it's like you have to allow the process to like metamorphosize essentially to kind of get from a to b um especially from like a female perspective as well where things take a little bit longer like I'm like obviously I'm assisted I'm not sure about you Chloe but you know my 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 growth is you know consequential to that and my work rate and everything else like even even in that sense like it still takes time so two years for me probably won't still even be enough um and obviously 
you know, you've done an incredible job. Like I've seen your 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 glow up and blow up. Um, you know, over, especially over these last couple of months where you've actually been able to peel back and start revealing what it is that you've done because it's fucking nuts. Like your legs are the fucking gnarliest legs I've ever seen. So yeah, kudos to you massively. Yeah, well, Callum messaged me on Sunday, like apparently everyone's saying, what's Chloe Pickford running? And he's like, nothing, lads. Sorry to tell you. But yeah, I think on the assistant side as well, I just said to Callum, like, that's not the route I want to go down. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that well, I wanted to see how much I'd grow through the off season. And like, literally, as you've probably seen, like I have grown a lot. Yeah. Um, and the fact that people think I'm assisted is great for me because I can be like, well, I'm obviously doing a good job and I've just slotted into that category so well. Um, but like, if you do see me train, I do train like, <laughs> like really hard. <laughs> like, I'm not just saying that, but I do not let go. Like I just don't. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short. Their diet can be great hit their step goal, all of that shit. But if you're not training hard enough and in prep as well, if you're dieting, don't let it get to your head, like still train hard, like log book, like still train with, you know, intensity. I think people let that slack too much. Um, That's definitely something you're not lacking. Whenever I, whenever I see your training videos, the facial expressions are the, the first thing, you know. Where is that training intensity? Like if you're not training with intensity and you're, you're bitching out on reps, you know, like you're only letting yourself down. Like if you accumulate all those additional reps that you've lost over a year, like that's a huge amount of overload that you could have otherwise potentially utilized. And like, I don't think people realize it and think about it like that. It's just, ah, oh, that's enough. I'll finish there. Um, you know, it's, it's fucking stupid. Like you're, cheat you're cheating yourself out of gains in that respect. I think as well, if you have that mentality training, like you cannot let it go. You'll be able to do prep because you've yeah. got that mindset. Whereas if you're sort of pissing out on lifts and stuff, you're probably going to piss you out on prep. Like I was just saying on my story earlier today, like prep is another level. Like it's not just dieting for holiday. Like it does take special people. And I always say this, it takes special someone to go through prep because it's like one of the hardest things you'll probably ever put yourself through. Um, you know. It's that willingness to put yourself through as well. Yeah. So if, if you have a snowflake mentality, <laughs> which, which some people are just fucking precious they're like oh it's just too hard it's like well don't fucking do it then it's like you have to want it to be successful at it um there's a couple of people who stepped on stage recently and it's just like you can see instantly who's put the work in and who hasn't um like i was at a natural show down in um down in london at the weekend uh, wmbf and some of the standard was just like i've never seen men peeled like that natty and i was just like what the actual fuck even like the females like they were still like bringing some mad condition um and that just kind of like shows you that these people want it and then there's the other side of things where people just turn up and they're they're soft as shit and it's you know if you're going to put yourself through a prep and you bust a fucking nut for like two years three years to get to stage like why wouldn't you complete the process it's, yeah this might sound really like I don't know, I'm, I've always been in sports, so I'm really competitive. I don't know why people bodybuild for fun. I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. And, like, I don't get why you would put yourself through a prep and go on stage. Like, some people go through a prep because they want the clout. Like, they want to get that gratification of Instagram. And they step on stage and don't even look lean. And I just don't know why you would <laughs> do that. And, you know, as a coach as well, like, I wouldn't put a client through that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's bodybuilding. Yeah. You know, it's not just dieting 
and like that's something that we need to like constantly reiterate to people and like even as you said there like you've always been competitive I think did you say you have a sporting background yeah so I used to compete at quite a high level in horse riding yeah I did athletics as well and hockey so yeah I've been, like it's just in my mind you know yeah and that's the same thing there is like what Alex was saying about like people bitching out of like reps at the end of the day, like it, it's it's painful to them because they don't really have an accurate like comparison of what pain is. You know what I mean? So that's something like I'd always sit down with a client, set and say, right, what else have you done with your life? Like where else have you pushed yourself? It could be like fucking school, uni, whatever. But like if they've played sport at a high level, it shows that they probably know how to work hard, and that kind of sets the tone. You know what I mean? But I think it can be very difficult for people like not coming from sporting backgrounds. They go to the train, they feel sore, but like it's not really like where it should be. Mm. I think it's well, everyone starts somewhere. Like when yeah. I started in 2016, did I look as peeled as I could look? No, but I was I was lean and I did put the work in. And obviously you can't go to your first show expect to win. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying like, if you're doing it, oh, like sort of half-heartedly, I'm just doing it for fun. I'm not going to really tip the boxes. I'm just going to, you know, I just don't really see why you would do that. That's all um, competitive, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> but there are other avenues to go out with that. Like, that's where the value of like a photo shoot definitely works. Yeah, that's why I always have, I always get clients to do photo shoots because they get that own goal to work towards without having to go to the extremes. Like some clients will be like, right, I want to be peeled. I'm like, right, okay, I'm going to put you through a comp prep style diet. And then others are like, actually, no, I would just want to have like, you know, five or six kilos off. And that's fine. Like that is fine. So I'm not being judged and they are so empowering. And this is why I always push them. I love photo shoots. They're so amazing. But yeah, comp prep is a different story. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a, it's a good way to kind of like dabble your toe into the water and see if you can actually, number one, create the structure. And I think it's the structural side of things of having those additional requirements because it's like off-season's great. Like you got to eat, you got to train and rest. That's pretty much it in that capacity. And as soon as you kind of like transfer that across to like a competition style or prep-based style um, diet, you've got so many more variables that you have to fulfill and actually creating that structure around your day, which is kind of like the, the bit that I find is most overwhelming with individuals, um, which is like, I've got to get my cardio done. I've got to train. I've got to go to work. I've got to cook all my meals. I've got to have everything there ready and set to go. And it's that, that creating that structure, which is going to be the game changing part realistically, because that's where you're going to eliminate so much stress from your life. Because if you don't have that locked off and you don't have that box stuff, like you, you're allowing yourself to be compromised. Like we've got it pretty comfortable in our respect. It's like we work from home, like, you know, and we have the capacity to go and eat whenever it is that we want to eat, have a nap whenever we want to nap. You know, that's that's a very good luxury on our, on our behalf. But it's like when we do have clients, like I had a Dario competing at the weekend, the guy, he was leaving the house at like 6 a.m., wasn't back until 10, 11 p.m., getting everything done and like locked off and boxed off. And like that didn't come over overnight. That required him to create that pattern and that understanding of what's required of him in order to do it. And like he looked fucking awesome at the weekend, like absolutely smashed it out the door. So, you know, it's, it's that structure that's going to be game changing for anyone stepping into this. Yeah, I always say people that come to me for consults, um, they say they want to compete first of all I'll actually try and put them off like not in like a not actually trying to do that but I just say to them this is what you will experience do you think yeah. 
and then I'll say, right, we're going to do a photo shoot prep before because I also don't want to put someone through a prep if I don't know them. Yeah. Like for me as a coach, like it's important to me that I do know my client really well. I do understand their body. We are in a good place before we start prep, you know. So photo shoots are amazing. And like you said, Alex, like it can set you up for, for a prep. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's the realization of actually what you have to do. Yeah. Do put a lot of people off. Um, I think just a lot of people struggle with that, like time management kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Like, if your time management is shit, you're going to accumulate stress. Like, that's one of the things that like overwhelms us as individuals when we have a lot of shit to do. But also, kind of like, it's not something you can tap into straight away with a client. Not all the time. Like, when it's nearly borderline life coaching, when you're like, right, how do you plan your day? You know what I mean? Because, like, you can't go through either of these phases, like, whether it be like a very successful game phase or photo shoot or competition prep, without actually having like your, your shit nailed down, like, actually managing mm-hmm. time. And it's like, it sounds very airy fairy to some people. Like, they come on, they just want a training plan, just want the nutrition plan, where you're like, well, you're struggling here. So, like, how do you manage your time? You know what I mean? You're trying to teach people how to, like, set up fucking eye calendar and, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you nearly need to spill feed these people just to show them that, like, it, it there's a higher level of requirement needed on their end. It does more things that's going to be asked of them in the future. So we're preemptively, like, teach them, give them these tools so that they can then bring them into their schedule. Yeah. And a lot of people struggle with that big time. Massively. So Chloe, where is it that you envisage yourself going? What um, is what is the grandiose design? What, what what do we want? So I am realistic with yeah. and assistance and where the sport is and where it's going. So if anyone is listening to this, if you've seen the top wellness girls, I look like I don't know, I look like a child compared to them. They are absolutely massive. Um, so for me, like that route of being on, let's say the Olympia stage, that's everyone's dream. It seems to be these days. I'm very sick and I don't think I have the capability to get onto Olympia stage. I'm just being honest. I'm not willing to take my body there in terms of assistance. I've already decided that. Um, and you know, you don't know what the future holds. Of course you don't like, who knows what I'll look like compared to the pro girls. But my goal this year is just to get on stage and just to have looked better than I did in 2018 obviously two different categories hard to compare but just to like showcase what I've been working towards the end goal is obviously to get my card again I'm not doing this for fun I'm doing it to be competitive Um, whether I get that or not is another story um and then next year I've already decided whatever the outcome this year I'm having next year off um because I need to make improvements um and I also want that year to focus on my business and to travel and to have holidays and stuff because I've not been able to live really much this summer. Well, I won't be able to live much this summer. Um, and that's the sacrifice I've made. Um, and as you know, like running a business as well, like it hasn't taken anything away from my business now and it won't do. My business has grown like massive amounts since starting prep, but I'm not willing to put myself through that again for health purposes and also business purposes when I've got loads of people stepping on stage next year. When I want to, you know, because you know what it's like when you're trying to like grow your business and push things like, when you're at the back end of prep it's fucking tough like it's hard your brain power goes like I'm going to be on probably quite low fat soon which means that I will just turn into a cabbage but like yeah I just I think for me the ultimate goal is obviously my pro card I think I do have a good chance 
of like being in that top placing but you, again you don't know in the sport like I don't know who's going to turn up I don't know if the judges will like me like it's just it is hard but that is my end goal and then if I do get my pro card obviously where I go with that is a you know is another thing and I'm not sure where I would go with that obviously I'm 31 this year which is really annoying <laughs> I wish I'd started this younger but I've got to think long term you know I want kids like this severe dieting isn't good you know I'm losing my periods um you just got to be really realistic in this sport and like I said about the Olympia everyone wants to be on that stage it's like are you actually good enough like are you good enough? because it takes bloody unreal genetics to be on that stage like it's like another world do you know what I mean and again this is me just being harsh probably yeah but I'm so realistic in the sport like you know, people said to me oh you're gonna be on the Olympia stage Chloe I'm like fuck off like no like just no do you know what I mean like you just have to be yeah so anyway I think your realism is something that uh, sits well with me like I don't like people like it seems to be the, the the number one thing is everyone's going for their pro card like in the sport no matter who the fuck you are just because this one person told you one time that you could potentially get your pro card it's like okay but cool but like what's the realistic expectation like on yourself it's like you have to create that standard for yourself and like i, I like the way that you look at it is maybe i will maybe i won't like you but it's that that reality check for yourself to be like i'm going to give 110 percent and maybe I fucking will, maybe I won't. As you said, I don't know who's going to turn up on the day. There's some fucking genetic freaks out there that no one knows about. And it's like, that's the beauty of this sport is that like you can do everything and bust a nut and be 110% of yourself on the day. And it may not essentially come to fruition. Exactly. I think you just need to be, a lot of people will say, oh, you're not believing in yourself, Chloe. No, mm. I am. I'm just yeah. also- really realistic yeah. you know, because some people before we've even competed they're like i want to be on the olympia stage it's like you've not even stepped on the pca stage yet <laughs> shut, down, shut the fuck up like honestly and that sounds i sound like an absolute twat on this podcast but like you have to be so realistic and just like not be like i don't know like people just have this i don't know i can't even explain it <laughs> people want something before they've even tried it yeah. like you, you don't even know what that feels like like you may, you may fucking hate it. People want to jump on gear before they've even d- done a prep or, or done a show or whatever it is. Like, they've even done puberty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this is the thing, man. Like, everybody wants more before they've even got it. And it's like, you, you don't know what that is. You don't know how hard that is to even achieve. Like, do you know how hard it is to get a pro card in the UK? It's fucking savage. Like, it's fucking hard. It's fucking hard. And also, I don't want to sound like... I'm being negative, but I wouldn't want to go to a really like small show with like minimal people there abroad and then go and get my card, but not actually be up against people who are, do you know what I mean? And then, then, okay, I'm a pro, but now I'm going to go on stage and look like I'm not a pro. Do you know what I mean? I feel like you want to be against people that are like at that level. Yeah, worthy. And like when I, I mean, I did compete in PSA obviously 2018. And like, oh yeah, you know, I won, I got British champ and I was against people who were sick. And that feeling for me was so much better because I was up against people who were bigger than me, who did have a loss for me, but I still beat them. And that for me was like, I got a better feeling from that. Like if I was on stage with like four shit athletes, I wouldn't feel good. Like, it's not even just beating them, but even like losing against those people, like just having some form of comparison. Like I had that this year, like I done a few shows as a junior, 
And then I like, one day, cool, no one really showed up. And then I jumped into Melvin's class, I was beside a few freaks. I didn't get fucking call-outs in place, but like, I felt so much more fulfillment from that. And even going to like the MK Classic, the weekend just gone, it's like, you see the standard there, it's, it's, it just real, makes you realise like, the amount of work that's said to do. Yeah. And, like, that shouldn't be off put Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it, it should feel really shit if you go there and you realise, oh shit, like, I, I could just walk this. You know what I mean? Like, where's the challenge? And you kind of have to have that, like, internal, like, drive to, like, really push yourself and, like, accept, quote-unquote, defeat just to show you that, like, right, there's a lot more to do. Yeah, and, like, obviously, if I don't, if I don't do as well this year as I want to, then, of course, I'm going to be upset because I'm competitive. But, like, I've seen girls step on stage last year, and in my opinion, they looked epic, and I thought that they would win. But they still haven't, like, got their pro cards. We've got, you know, you have to be really realistic, as I keep saying. Yeah. Um, it does come down it's a subjective sport and you don't know who's going to turn up so yeah a question I've always wanted to know is do wellness girls have butt implants so this is a big topic that um, yeah it's been spoken about quite a lot so I've been told through the grapevine that they get these injections um, I guess almost like <laughs> It's not synthol, but it basically like you inject that area, then that area grows. Like it's just I don't I don't really know. It'd probably be hyaluronic acid. Yeah, so and I think you can only get it like in countries like Brazil and stuff. I'm not even sure. And then yeah, I think some girls do get like butt implants and just like fat obviously put into that area. Because some of them do look a bit funny, like I'm not gonna lie. Like they do yeah. look like, <laughs> like they look real, but who am I to say it's just stuff that has been spoken about. Um, which is a shame, really. You know, on the Olympic stage, it's like, okay, that's a bit of a shame, but nothing you can do about it. Yeah, because their physiques are fucking nuts. Yeah, and again, like, they are all assisted. Yeah. Like, if if so I just stuff now, I can guarantee I'll be double the size. I know I would. Yeah. I just my legs would be absolutely, like, mad. Yeah. But that's, you know, another thing. You need so to- it, it, assistance is a complete no from your side, like, you got absolutely no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, so I mean, if I step on stage and I can look unreal this year, and people think I am assisted, then I don't need to go on assistance. Yeah. I actually had a conversation with Joe Jeffrey because I wanted someone. Obviously, I'm with Callum, and I got Callum's opinion. Yeah. But I had a with Joe. I showed him my blood work. Had a Zoom chat with him. He said, "Chloe, you got my honest opinion. You don't need anything." He was like, "You've got more muscle than people have been training for like years. Who people mm. like people." on gear you literally have the genetics like and he said i wouldn't there's other avenues you can go down that aren't anabolic um for example clen like it obviously is anti-catabolic in its nature with females um so yeah so it's if i was to turn pro and i had a really really good chance of becoming a really good pro then i'm not going to say i would never ever ever think about it but i'm pretty 99 sure that i don't um, because like I said, my, my my blood work is so optimal, like it is so optimal. My natural test levels, they're not too elevated, but they are like nearing PCOS range. Um, but not like ridiculous, like there's nothing, you know, too crazy about them. But they aren't, because a lot of girls do have low test levels. And again, this is why you will hear girls using FemTest, because yeah. levels are so low. And it's like, well, they can't actually like build muscle properly. So it makes sense for them to do that. And everyone's like, oh my God, testosterone, oh, it's so bad. But actually look at it like from that perspective, it's not actually bad if their test levels are low. And yeah. 
you know what I mean? And this is where good coaching comes in with like Callum and Joe, like they get all this. Um, so you're yeah. Them back up to like a normal range. Like if you're, you're literally just doing hormone replacement therapy. You're not pushing females into super physiological ranges of testosterone. Like there you're going to run into issues of like androgenism. But like, yeah, like, even with you, like saying your test levels are like slightly be at that limit of like PCOS, I could probably guess that like your estrogen is also high at, you know, there's going to be the ratio between them. So we don't look at either of them like in absolutes. Whereas like if your test stays where it is and then your estrogen starts to drop down, like as it might do at the back end of prep, like, yes, you might see a little bit of kind of androgenism, but like also calories are going to be super low. At that stage, it's not really going to much of a difference. Um, but yeah, it, it's always ratios between them. And females shouldn't be put off by like, oh, I need to keep my tests as low as possible because it's just going to take away from the results that we're supposed to get. Same way males are supposed to have estrogen. You know what I mean? Like when lads like really bury their estrogen levels with like aromatase inhibitors and so on, you're going to have a load of issues in terms of like libido, cognitive function, all these other things. So it's always just that, that ratio of understanding where you are. I mean, I do um, medi-checks quite a lot and like, sometimes they're very normal sometimes they're a little bit higher obviously depending where i am in my menstrual cycle as well but as a whole my blood work is like unreally good um so i wouldn't want to mess with that and i've seen a lot of females in the industry change quite a lot and for me it's sad to see you know their voices dropping their facial features changing like it is quite sad but that's the goal that they you know that's the route they want to go down and they've got massive massive goals and dreams i've got nothing against that but me personally, like femininity is key. I've always been told whenever I step on stage, you look fresh, you look feminine. I like to think I look feminine, not with this stout popping out. But <laughs> I, I want to bring to the industry, you know what I mean? Because a lot of girls are now all jumping on gear. And unfortunately, that's going to end, you know, not end very well, unfortunately. So, so yeah. in terms of like training around your menstrual cycle, because obviously like there is a good bit of evidence behind this, like in terms of, what you could hypothetically expect um like when it comes to your level is there much adjustments that's being made like on a week by week basis because I, I find like a lot of people will jump into that like the, i've done it myself like i'll jump down that research i've read far too many books on like periods and like female physiology my mom was getting very worried about me <laughs> but um like <laughs> a lot of people kind of take these like thought processes of run with it like oh it's coming up I'm lateral luteal phase I'm going to feel like shit you know what I mean that's like a self-deprecating cycle of oh well then they don't train as hard or like oh I'm near my period I'm going to be craving extra food my body needs more calories and they put in an extra 700 it's yeah. like you might only need an extra 100 or 150 calories yeah, like, you don't even need that much like your BMR doesn't increase by that much it increases a little bit but not crazy amounts and also it's like if you tell yourself it's like a placebo effect if you tell yourself it's going to be like that it will be like that and to be honest like in all honesty I think only a couple of my females have things you know changed a little bit but I actually don't even say it to them because I don't want to say to them in your luteal phase you are going to feel like this because they'll think that yeah. so until to me their biofeedback is showing me that they are suffering I will then you know educate them and explain to them as to why but for me I've never changed anything at all ever with my diet or training it's always stayed the same um so yeah so what's your diet like now I know you mentioned earlier like you always used to be on a meal prep etc etc what does your diet 
look like now in comparison? Are you on a meal prep or your macros? Like what what what, what do you do? Um, so off season, just touched upon that, it was pretty like random. Um, so I was completely tracking all the way through off season, um, not eating, so like eating quote unquote like bad food sometimes. Actually, there's no good food or bad food, but like it wasn't the bodybuilder-esque off-season food. But for me, again, that I got it out of my system and I still like grew loads. I still felt good. But in this like prep now, like I am eating the same foods every day, I'm still tracking. So I'll change like protein sources potentially around and carb sources. But as you know, as calories get lower, mm, there's not much leeway for that. <laughs> so the only protein source is chicken and whey now. Like, a, like nothing else comes into play. Um, and I'm just having the same foods every day. And I'm not even like, I'm really enjoying it. Like I used to hate oats. I used to hate cream of rice, chicken. I hated, but I'm loving all those things. So weird how dieting literally changes me. And I don't have any cravings, but I literally don't. Like the only time I'm like, oh my God, is when I can smell food. Mm. Like a restaurant near me here. And they have like amazing burgers. And I can smell that even more now I'm in prep. But my cravings have been pretty like honestly I haven't even looked at food stuff on Instagram like does not phase me at all and again this is why off season is so important like track your food like have foods that you love mm. don't head about it no um but like allow yourself to have more freedom because when you come to prep it will be so much easier so and I'm, and I'm an ex- well, example of that so <laughs> I think that's the important thing as well is like enjoying that off season when you can, as I said, I guess the only time you're going to be able to get quote unquote as much balance in your life as you possibly can do and allowing yourself to have that flexibility of going out for meals and enjoying yourself. Like I have macros myself now. It's like I, I eat the same foods literally religiously day in, day out. And it's a lot of fucking food, like five, 5,600 cows. And it's just like, it, yeah, I don't even need to track anymore. I know, I know exactly what I've got to eat when I've got to eat it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's, it's, it's allowing yourself that flexibility. Like I go out for meals, probably, well, probably eat out like two or three times a week. Like it's, it's fantastic. But it's like I equally sometimes I don't want to eat. <laughs> so it's like I don't necessarily enjoy what I'm eating all the time. But it's like if I want, if I want something, I can have it, and you've got that flexibility um the the concept of oats and cream of rice for me now okay. i couldn't i literally i'd nah i'd nah absolutely not like but in prep give me that <laughs> give me it in vast quantities <laughs> but as well i think females like i push my calories up to 3200 every day rest day and training day that's where i was at um my body weight stayed about 75 76 kilos didn't move above 76 um, and I think a lot of females, they just don't want to push their calories high mm. and you have nowhere to go. If you start your prep on 1800 calories, you're fucked. You are literally fucked because you literally are going to go down to that, like, well, probably below 800 mark. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and if you're doing loads of cardio in off season as well, like I think moving forwards, I probably will do like rest day cardio just to help with my fitness. But a lot of people just do too much cardio in off seasons, too many steps. And you have no tools. This is, this is what you said. This is what you said earlier. Is like you didn't do steps and you didn't do cardio. Like I don't do either of those things. Like my average step counts about seven thousand steps a day maximum. If I could do less, I will. But it's um like genuinely like it, I'm I'm only interested in like trying to accrue as much like tissue as I possibly can do. Like if 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 I if I find for myself if I move too much, my body will just be like boom gone. 
but you're not that's not staying there for much longer like and that's the importance as you say is of, of pushing food as high as you possibly can do because there's so many people like come to me it's like all right i want to do this and it's like where's your food at like where the fuck am i going to take you with that like how am i meant to get you peeled on 2000 calories as a man like how how are you intending to do that and then you're going to wonder why you're so fucked a couple of weeks down the line because it's like there's literally no other thing that but to increase expenditure for you so it's it's a tricky one to like people need to have the understanding and that education of like what is it i need to do and how do i get there i think and that's where good coaching comes from it to be like this is the this is the this is the way that we're going this is the journey that we're going to create together and this is where i'm going to take you from here this is why we're doing it and this is the action plan to do it yeah and like don't look like six months look one year two yes. like people just go want it now and it's like no this shit takes time like do you understand how much i've grown this much i've taken three years like mm -hmm. you know it, it doesn't come in six months also with like pushing food and off seasons one thing i'll say that's was quite detrimental to me is my like digestive system was fucked like I actually thought I had a stomach problem like I would eat and actually nearly vomit I'd have this thing in the morning if I coughed I would literally gag and there's so many times I was sick when I cleaned my teeth as well which is really weird like my stomach was really messed up and I was actually really worried that I had something wrong with me but it was literally the sheer amount of food ever since I've like been on these calories and everything like I've got amazing like stomach now like it doesn't I don't ever feel sick mm. um, it, it is difficult pushing food like I would literally look at my meals being like I cannot eat this I'd hold my nose shovel it and get some water yeah. but that's that's what I'm going through at the moment <laughs> for the last year fuck's sake <laughs> it's like literally every day I'm sick like I was sick the other morning like literally woke up out of bed and I was like I was like, I'm going to go and eat. And as the thought of eating, it was just like straight up. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like I, I'm at the point now where I am so fucking sick of tired of being sick and making myself feel sick. And it's like, you've got to make that decision of like, are you fucking that committed? And that's like nuts to this process. Are you that committed to making progress? Or, or do you want to just give up? And I'm like teetering with this fucking thought process. Like I even said to Callum yesterday in my check-in, I was like, I'm fucking done, mate. I just, I'm fucking fed up of being sick every fucking day. Like I am so, I, I am beyond fed up. But it's like, I then think about it and I sit there quietly. And I'm like, are you actually going to like, are you that fed up? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's like, exactly. So it's like my, my belief in myself to like be successful and become something more, you know, it's it's greater than my my joy for discomfort if that makes sense like I can tolerate the discomfort like and not many people can <laughs> like they're like oh I've just been sick I'm just gonna take a couple of days off training it's like no nah, best believe I'm sick I finish my meal and then I go and cook another, cook another one just to make up my calories it's like you have to have that like it's fucking batshit crazy but you have to have that mindset of like whatever it takes I will do this yeah and it comes down to the you know the sport is extreme yeah. You diet to extremes, you push food to extremes, you have to train to extremes. If you're not ready to put yourself into those extreme environments, then this sport is not for you. Um, it's just not. <laughs> As I say, snowflakes. <laughs> I love the terminology, snowflakes. It's just like, oh, it's a little bit difficult. Oh, I've been dieting for too long. I feel like this. It's like, but you're going to. It's like, I don't know, I don't know what people expect. It's like you want this, but you're not willing to go to that extreme to do it. It's like, oh yeah, but is there not another way, like a more balanced, like a balanced way? I was like, no, 
there isn't a balance to it. It's because, like, it's because people already see like the highlights on Instagram. Yeah. It's like, oh, they see the pretty food, they see the posing. But like, this is why I really wanted to have fucking Chloe on here because I really want people to go and look at how she trains. Like, it's not all within your comfort realm. And, but then you go from there to her fucking posing pictures or checking videos and you're like, oh, so this equals that. Maybe I need to appreciate and get comfortable in this realm. Yeah, I think if you can step away from stage that long and actually feel okay with not everyone telling you you're amazing all the time, then you're doing this book for the right reasons. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing this to get following. Yes, my following has grown. Yes, my business has grown. Yes, I'm getting messages every day. I don't give a shit about those messages in the nicest way possible. I'm doing this because I want to do it for me yeah. and for my goals, not because of everyone else. Like, And again, you will see people that can't step away from the sport is because they always need someone to tell them. Yeah. amazing like it's just true isn't it like you the same people that are prepping every single fucking year yeah like it's and again this is where good coaches come in because a good coach would say right no you are stepping away from stage like because you can get so sucked into instagram can't you like everyone messaging you commenting like loving you being lean like it's crazy like if you look at my engagement now compared to off season it's mad <laughs> Is. no one was interested in chloe like in off season really not really now it's like yeah oh my god like she's getting lean i'm like cool i can deal with those comments i love your comments thank you so much but i don't actually need them like i could do this right if i wasn't running on my coaching business i could delete instagram mm. and step on stage in september without having to have all of that because i'm not doing it for those reasons yeah why are you doing it oh i'm the same though it's like I'd, if, if i didn't have an online business and I didn't need to put out content to like for posing or for myself or clients. And like, I didn't need to create content. I would love to not have Instagram, like genuinely, like I'd love to just focus on doing my shit, put my head in the ground and just dig in and just do what it is that I need to do and like feel how I needed to feel, if that makes sense. But with Instagram being such a large part of like online coaching and business as it is, it's like, you don't have that luxury. Like you have to show up every single fucking day, regardless of what's going on. Yeah. And I think if you just know that if you can like find that balance and you know that those comments aren't the only driver of you stepping on stage, and I think you're in a pretty good place, but if that is the only driver, then you're doing this for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, that- what did you say? Sorry ask yourself like what's your why yeah it's not just oh because i want to be peeled it has to go deeper than that like why are you doing this but why do you want to do it like yeah i suppose if you don't have a solid enough uh, like grounding as to your motivations and drivers like you're you're going to just keep you're going to just give up Mm -hmm. Um, sorry alex you carry on and i've mentioned my point in a minute (laughs) (laughs) i said i've had i've had loads of people over over my time of coaching like you just don't want it enough and then they'll just disappear it's just like you turn up you say i want all of these things and it's just like it's just like zero and then one day you just don't turn up and then that's it gone yeah i think as well like ask yourself as well how will you feel when bodybuilding isn't in your life anymore if you feel like oh my god i'll be lost then that's also a problem you know for me it's not my identity um it's part of my life and i absolutely adore it but if i stepped away from the sport tomorrow I would be fine yeah I think I've seen a lot of people and I know a lot of people now the industry when that sport goes because it is a short-lived career let's be honest Mm. they're probably going to have mental breakdowns because 
that's all that they've just been focused on yes you need to be focused to be on stage but you also need to be focused on other aspects of life and like it's not just you it doesn't make you who you are like it's not the reason why I'm Chloe like I'm Chloe for other reasons as well I think that's really important yeah it's probably a good place to wrap this up yeah is there anything else you want to touch on anything else I can't remember you messaged me what did we say uh, I think we've covered everything. Um, yeah, I think so. After a shaky start, I think that was fantastic, guys. It was, a, it was like an interrogation. I got so nervous. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, I'll get Alex to, uh, to practice his intros offline. <laughs> uh, right, well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, obviously, if you're not, then please go give Chloe a follow and uh, watch the rest of the prep. But don't expect her to care about your comments. We know what you meant. We know what you meant. <laughs> you guys, like, I love your comments, but it's not my only driver. Yeah, yeah, cool. She'll still be doing this if you comment. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, thanks, everyone. Um, give her a follow. Um, and any other feedback from the podcast, anything else you want to know, any other guests you'd like to have on, drop me or Alex a message and we'll make that happen. We have a few lined up, so it's fun times ahead. Right, best luck the rest of your prep, Chloe. Thank you. Yeah, good luck, Chloe. Take care.